Hi, you're listening to WTIN's podcast series. I'm Fiona Harron, and here I speak with Professor Parikh Goswami, Director of the University of Huddersfield's new Technical Textiles Research Centre. Hi Parikh, thanks for joining me today. So what can you tell me about the new research centre and your involvement in it? So in 2017, so I joined here. Uh, and, and really the journey towards technical textiles started from there. Yeah. That time I was leading the Department of Fashion and Textiles. Oh, okay. But the research portfolio increased so much. Yeah. The university took a strategic decision uh, so that we open a technical textile research center and for me to lead it. And for us to be based in uh, School of Applied Sciences. Now this is very important. Uh, to, to understand the strategy behind this. Why we did it is because I personally think that this is a gap that exists in technical textile. Mm-hmm. If you see the journey from conceptualization, mm-hmm. which we call TRL zero, technical readiness level zero, it becomes a product, technical mm-hmm. readiness level 10. It's very difficult to see a real impactful innovation in technical textiles, while chemistry didn't play, play a part. So we strategically located to School of Chemistry. So we have all the chemistry labs, all the biology labs, so we can do uh, any, say, antimicrobial testing, antibiotics uh, testing, so on and yeah. so forth, in-house, which is a big part for medical textile development. We have a pharmaceutical department in this university, so uh, we can do wound dressing, drug delivery, so on and so forth. Now, that is within the school. So that justifies why we moved to School of Applied Sciences. Now, this is one of the only uh, textile facilities that is located in a very core scientific uh, school. So we want to bring that in totally. Apart from that, we are also doing a lot of inter-school activities. I'm working very closely with code engineering. The whole point of of this particular center, if you look at the academics who are involved, they're not only coming from textiles, obviously uh, I'm leading it and I'm a textile guy. There are people from engineering Mm. doing uh, absolutely code engineering. There are people from AI, artificial intelligence. There are people from supply chain management. There Mm. are people from uh, say computational chemistry, mm-hmm. there are people from uh, uh, say things like digital twinning. Just pooling all that, those resources. Pooling all that. And I think in technical textile, this kind of platform was Artistic long show. missing. Yeah. And that is what the objective of this centre yeah. is. Because we often write as well about smart textiles and so many people that I've heard speak and they've said about the importance of combining this engineering knowledge as well as textiles and embroidery. And, and at the moment, there's still that gap really, isn't there, between the research and the industry and hopefully something like this will really we'll help do that. to... Yeah, we'll do exactly. that. I'm, I'm still at the kind of the embryonic stage and I'll, I'll tell you why but mm. the plan is long term uh, is so that we can do impactful research there mm. is a IP model associated with it so that okay. industry can work with us they know that the IP will be commercialized there is okay. something for the industry something for the university so this is a very good example smart textile and I take it that's also going to be looked at within hugely yeah hugely and and obviously 
this is personal qualifier but i think we are still at a stage where we still don't know what the definition of smart textiles and and uh, i st- still think it will evolve because smart even something which is perceived as a inactive one can be active means there are so many finishing agents yeah yeah in textile fluorochemical uh, finishes for example uh, that can be easily defined as smart there are polymers which are smart uh, research that we have done in our group like polynipam and stuff which are smart because it can change shape at a given temperature by reorienting the hydrogen bonds however if we go to the conventional definition of smart textiles and all those electronic circuits and stuff we are actually going outside the boundary of this university and and collaborating with other people who does flexible electronics for example one of the known problem of flexible electronics say uh, conductive ink at this mm. moment is they always don't form covalent bond with the textiles and we will bridge that gap or we'll do research to bridge that gap and we are progressing in that direction however we have people from uh, computer uh, computational science as well working with us and if you go to even now when the center has really formed before a few weeks we already have members who have joined the team i read about um that there are plans to bid for major funding via the uk's government industrial strategy so are you able to elaborate a bit more on this funding absolutely we already got one about the future fashion factory this is a joint funding between university of leeds university of huddersfield and mm. royal college of art yeah. that is a, a creative cluster fund through industry strategy fund so we already have put our finger into that however industry strategy fund at 6.8 or something billion pound uh, into a pot which Theresa May actually initiated and there are so many aspects of that that can be solved with technical textiles and we fully as soon as our kind of foundation is laid will fully go for that uh, some of them will be on our own but many will be a collaborative cluster between universities and that is really really important yeah, because yeah. even if you look at the future fashion factory the the essence of it is to help the companies in the leeds city region right yeah. to help those companies to be competitive globally and we have to do it and this is i think a chance now because uh, universities are willing to collaborate with each other there are people because ultimately it comes down to people and i think there are people key people who wants to collaborate mm-hmm. right who who can think outside the university boundary which is very important mm-hmm. because we are here to give a service we are here to uh, obviously do fundamental research mm-hmm. but applied research in a way that help it helps our industry and to help our industry it is important that we help the related industries as well for me uh, from my side it is the related chemical industry mm. you know or not i don't know but leeds city region is one of the biggest in chemical industries they have a huge cluster so one of my objective is to bring blah, blah, 
bridging those two together. Yeah, well. and, and I'm guessing we'll go on to see the new technology and if. But can you just kind of talk about some of the new technology and manufacturing techniques that the centre will offer? Absolutely. So, firstly, what is the foundation that is important? Mm. The foundation is the existing the chemistry facilities, the polymer science cap, uh, facilities, the carbohydrate facilities, yeah. the biological pharmaceutical capabilities mm -hmm. that we have. Now this center is located within the uh, School of Applied Sciences, so we have access to all of them. As far, uh, means we are part of that school, so mm -hmm. we can use those facilities whenever we want. One of the big advantage of Huddersfield as a university is uh, the boundaries between the schools are much porous. So we have access to uh, the facilities outside, immediately outside School of Applied Sciences as well. For example, the engineering facilities, so on and so forth, uh, machine development, uh, AI, digital twinning, for example, so on and so forth. Now, what is my focus? After I joined Huddersfield, the technical textile, I've started from scratch. I've recruited some key staff and I've formed those collaborations. But it's from scratch. You will see there is a conditioned lab which is brand new. You will see there are other machines that are purchased as well, manufacturing-wise or, or otherwise. But what is uh, plasma, for example, we bought plasma because uh, there is another very big industry located in this region, incubated from this region, MTIX, okay. which is on plasma. And I have my own interest in plasma, so I'm doing that. But what is the essence of the center. Mm. The essence is to bring that chemical functionalization into textiles. So whatever manufacturing we do, the essence of that will be chemical functionalization to textiles to cater some technical applications. So obviously we'll have, uh, I recently even ordered one weaving machine uh, and I, I'll order other machines uh, which are required uh, in textiles. But that is not what differentiates us from other universities. Mm. Every university needs to have a key selling point. Our key selling point will be that functionalization. Yeah. Even in weaving, for example, the research that we will be doing, or we are already doing at part of the future fashion factory, which is uh, in public domain now, you will see that our research angle is to chemically functionalize the warp of the weft so that bespoke uh, small run production can be achieved. Surface functionalization, using chemical modification. And I want to keep that uh, focus. A big area of technical textile is composites. And, and there are some very good centers in or around this area. And, uh, Sheffield is very good. Sheffield got a uh, AMRC Boeing center. They do a lot of composite research. Uh, there is one center in Manchester, led by Prashad uh, in Composite. What we are saying, our role will be the interface between the matrix and the dispersed phase. Because that is where chemical functionalization happens. Or chemical functionalization can play a very big role there to reduce the weight of the composite, so on and so forth. Because I was going to ask you about the, the greatest innovation in the technical textiles field, and I'm guessing from this chemical surface functionalization. And as you've mentioned there, it can lead to lightweight, increased lightweight products. What else could it bring to the industry potentially? Starting from that angle, 
do say for example making cellulose hydrophobic everything is chemical functionalization right from there we can also take a fiber and say with a, a good example and uh, cellulose got hydroxyl groups so they can only do esterification or etherification with plasma we can create new functional groups like keto group or aldehyde group so that we can do other kind of reactions to cellulose we can add other molarity to cellulose mm. and the option is huge means you can you can add say uh, cyclodextrins to it so that the sorption property can go up you can add add cyclodextrin so that the release profile can be triggered so on and so forth more importantly let's look just as an example let's look at a contemporary issue right you know the plastic agenda around europe it's difficult because plastic uh, i can see where they are coming from and there's nothing against it but it's in the embryonic stage it needs defining but there are plastic products which does some really good work important yeah. work like hospital acquired infection and 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 if our industry say for example hospital acquired infection right uh, uh, we can't argue the fact that one of the f- first line defense is having a wipe with biocides where people are doing that it is a big health problem means i'm i'm giving a very simple but a contemporary challenge right the wipes are mainly made out of plastic now now if you have to throw them out and use cellulose instead of that a lot of research on surface functionalization need to happen because you need to make the cellulose hydrophobic so on and so forth probably we have to do it as a post treatment because if you look i'm not going into details but if you look at the plastic definitions in details mm. we still don't know that if cellulose 2 will be turned at plastic or not so there are contemporary challenges mm-hmm. that need to be looked at I was also interested about the industry apprenticeships that the center uh, could provide and support with so can you tell me a little bit more about that Absolutely so apprentice program at this moment though mm. that approach uh, might mature over time but at this moment we are closely working with Bill Macbeth uh, textile center of excellence so as part of this center we are starting a new program mm-hmm. called product innovation with textiles this is a msc program we are starting that where we will talk about the leg- regulatory aspect of it the governance aspect of it obviously the technological aspect of it so we'll try to create the students as holistically as possible in fact this is the most important thing that i missed the this center it is not only a center where uh, or my aspiration of this center is not only to make it uh a fundamental or applied research center i want to make it a holistic center and yeah. i am really getting support from industry about that so when a industry approaches we are not only talking about research for research sake we are giving them the policy support that they need because that is where the smes really need that support and freedom of operation understanding the european policy like the plastic we discussed mm-hmm. we want to give that holistic support going yeah. forward It's interesting you mentioned industry because I was kind kind of interested to kind of gain an idea of 
the industry partnerships that you've maybe received so far or interest and what feedback you've had to the centre? We have a lot of industry funding. We are working with Textile Centre of Excellence. One of the reasons for that is, and I value that relation, because they have 104 members. Instead of approaching those 104 members individually, this kind of platform gives us the stability so that I have a single point of contact where I can spread my message to all those industries. So we are doing that, but I want to do more. I want to help startup companies, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So we are progressing in that direction. We are writing bids on that direction so that we can really create that as well as creating the real value-added sector, which is somewhere between textile and chemistry and other mm-hmm. things. It sounds very interesting. I know you've already touched on medical being a key target, really, and tissue engineering. So what um, other issues do you think this centre could address within the technical textiles industry? If you look our fundamental research, which our fundamental objective, which is using chemistry to functionalise textiles, mm. right? if you see that, then the branch branches that can spin out of that is huge. Yeah. Smart textiles, drug delivery, so on and so forth. Composite, we have touched mm-hmm. onto that. A personal interest of me is cellulose chemistry and carbohydrate chemistry, where I have published a lot. That will be a big side of it. So again, the plastic kind of problem, which can spin out into a lot of different industries. Yeah. The way I see it is, I will need some... I will have a natural inclination towards doing polymer-led nanograms because Mm. uh, my area is that fiber science, polymer, chemistry as I was discussing. But I don't really want to see knitting, weaving nanograms separately. It means Mm. if I am doing chemical functionalization, then that can be implemented to all of them, Mm. independent of their structure. The main point that will be great to get out of this, one is that chemistry, textile, slash non slash whatever interface that we are doing. Mm-hmm. We can even class it, class it as materials, right? Uh, that is one thing. Second thing is what we are trying to do, and I think we have achieved to some extent already, is to create that multidisciplinary interface where people can come with a problem. So. I want to be the first line of contact if people have a problem. Not necessarily I will do all the projects because it might only be a project that is related with AI. I'll pass it on to another colleague. But I want to do that. The third bit is even for startups or SMEs, we want to give a holistic support. We are, we will try to understand the policy landscape, we will understand the IP landscape and yeah, give a yeah. holistic support. And we are trying to do that. Us, as well as we have 3M Big, this kind of a spin-out, spin-in kind of model, uh, industry incubator. We are working very closely with them Mm -hmm. so that we can give that holistic support. We have to increase the footprint of textiles in this region. And put it back on the map, because Huddersfield is renowned for textiles, isn't it? And Leeds City region, right? And and we have to shout about it, that it is not a legacy industry. It Mm -hmm. It is an industry that is growing, could grow beyond comprehension. Yeah, no, it all sounds very exciting and the possibilities from it. It is. Especially it is. all this, the people that are coming into it from different sectors. I'm sure it'll be very successful. Absolutely. So, <laughs> thank you, really appreciate My that. Pleasure.
That was Professor Parikh Goswami, Director of the University of Huddersfield's New Technical Textiles Research Centre. You can find more news, insight and intelligence at WTIN.com.